So being able to give people somewhat of an inside look into how things are day to day. And I think some of and when it comes down to it, having scripted or, or maybe really in-depth storytelling content is important, yes. But it's also important to have non-scripted, more general type of content, and whether that's video or whether it's you know text content or pictures or images, whatever the case may be, just to try and show like other aspects of who you are as a person or other aspects of how your business is, because people can relate more to like the day-to-day -day type things. And now you have the polished video just to kind of you know finish things off. Welcome to the Impact Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Carnivera, the leadership development ecosystem that helps you grow your people, grow your business, and grow your life. Today, we're back with episode number 60, and the title is Empowering Your Business and Your Marketing with Storytelling and Video. And boy, do we have a bonus for you today. Our special guest is Kennard Robinson. He is the founder and owner of Empowering Creative. And they help businesses and organizations tell their story, develop their marketing strategy, and ultimately show them the way with video. The great thing is Kennard is here to not only talk about entrepreneurship, building and growing your business, marketing, video, strategy, but he's also got some great stories to share about family legacy. Some of the things that he's learned through his family legacy about perseverance, about barrier breaking and about resilience. You're going to love this episode. There's so much Kennard has to share with you, and you're going to leave with ideas to implement to help grow your business, build better relationships, and tell your story. Welcome to the Impact Leadership Podcast, where we explore leadership, business, and personal growth to help you grow your business and live a richer life. We're your hosts, Jeff Dishwitz and Craig Matthews. We believe that leaders have to put their people first. And if you don't have time to grow your people, then you're not leading. Get ready for conversations that will challenge your thinking and help you transform your leadership and your business. Welcome to your bigger business and bigger life. We are back here for the Impact Leadership Podcast. Craig Matthews and Jeff Dishwitz. And we've got a special guest today. Kennard Robinson is coming to us from Tampa, Florida, and he's kind of unusual in that Kennard's actually born and raised in Florida. Believe it or not, there's not a lot of those. Uh, he did go, go to school in John Carroll University, my former hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. He was a two-sport athlete coming out of high school and in college, so he's got that background. He started his first business in 2015, and just this year, January 2020, he started a company called Empowered Creative. And what they do is they help people and organizations tell their stories and reach their audience. And so Kennard's here to talk about, you name it, we're going to talk about business, leadership, uh, branding, storytelling, maybe some sports in here. And if you notice the timing, he started his business January 2020, and then there was a little speed bump <laughs> called the COVID pandemic. So I'm sure that will be part of our conversation as well. So welcome, Kennard. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to Welcome. be here. Brilliant timing. Brilliant timing. <laughs> so, Kennard, give everybody a little bit of uh, your story. Um, yeah. So, uh, it's unusual. I haven't heard it, you know, 
refer to as being unusual, but yes, I am a Florida <laughs> native, <laughs> born and raised, and uh, I, I definitely, definitely en- enjoyed my childhood because I think I, I did everything a kid, you know, could could desire to do. Um, I, I come from a family of educators, so education was always key. Um, going back to my great grandmother, she graduated high school when she was 15 years old. Wow. Graduated college when she was 19 years old, and then immediately started teaching high school as a 19-year-old college graduate. <laughs> um, so that that's just a little taste of you know the you know the family that I come from. So my great grandmother, my great grandmother, my grandmother was an assistant principal a long time, and my mom is currently a, a high school teacher. So needless to say, you know, education was just always there, you know, from the time that I can remember is always, hey, you know, you don't, you don't say it this way, you say it that way. This is how you properly speak. Um, so even playing sports, my family saw it as like, hey, this is just extra, you don't need football. Like, so if you were to get a C, like football is immediately in jeopardy because that's not accepted. <laughs> but um had a lot of fun with the John Carroll majored in industrial organizational psychology. Um and from there I came back to Florida and started my corporate career and I, I worked at the headquarters at Home Shopping Network at the regional headquarters of Citibank. Um I, I learned a lot, but it was always my goal to start and have my own company. Uh, when I graduated from school, I thought that I would have to work for 15, 20 years before I started my company and uh, I quickly learned once I got out and started working that I didn't have to wait 15, 20 years that I could start it now. Um, so that's what I did. Once I made up, made, made up my mind, made that decision in 2015, I started my first company and I left corporate and haven't really looked back. Um, so just to kind of fast forward to, to where I am now, Empowering Creative just kind of came up as a, as a combination of, of a few different things. So uh, my background with the, the, the corporate, the strategy development process improvement, um, that was always my focus, but then I discovered I had a passion for video production. So that passion of video production combined with the corporate consulting just kind of came together in a happy marriage to say, hey, why don't I look at things from this you know, high level perspective and then be able to use you know this strategy and incorporate it into video content for companies um, that are trying to reach their target audience that are trying to you know relay some of the things that they're doing that you know clients or customers may not know much about but that can help them gain that business so that's just a a, a quick summary of you know just you know who i am and, and where i come from and what, what i'm currently doing wow. well I, th- I think we could probably get four hours just out of that <laughs> four hours, but I, I want to go back to something you shared, Kennard, that really hit me. And I don't think I, we've known each other a little bit, but I don't remember this piece. You said your great grandmother mm-hmm. went to college. Mm-hmm. So when did she go to college? Roughly what time period? She was born in 1920. So if so, in the forties. So your your great grandmother and mm-hmm. and your great grandmother is black. Absolutely. Yep. So, Absolutely. So, but no, but I'm saying so your great grandmother. Yeah, that's that was huge. not the norm. No, not at black all. Black woman go to college in the 1940s in the United States. No, not at all. Yeah, that that was not the norm. She she definitely you know broke many molds and really set a foundation that was that wasn't really happening. Yeah. Do you know where she went to college? 
Florida A and M University. Mm. Excellent. So yeah. long history I, in Florida. Yep, yep. I actually I have her both her bachelor's and her master's degree back here on, <laughs> on my shelf. Wow. So you not only come from a family of educators, uh, but you come from a family of barrier breakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious, do, do you feel like that history has any way informed your path so far? Absolutely. And I, I, it's not anything I thought about as a kid, but as an adult and as I've really, you know, worked to find and well, I don't want to say find, but just make my own path in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do find myself thinking about, you know, just my family in general. Um, and you know, the, the immediate thought was my future family, you know, trying to be the foundation that my great grandmother was for us, be that foundation for the future generation. Mm, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I've also started to think about, you know, what I'm made of. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, as an entrepreneur, there are a number of times that you're tested and that you go through rough patches and you're often faced in those moments with, okay, well, what do I do? How do I, how do I get through this? And it shows you what you are made of. And I think that it's important that um, during those difficult times that you're able to reflect back, whether it be, you know, on your individual path or maybe the path of those that came before you to provide you with that strength to make it through. Hmm. And when I think about my great grandmother in particular, I mean, you know, her, her parents had, I want to say they, they, they had third grade educations at best. And even with those third grade educations, they both owned and ran successful businesses Hmm. in their order. So daddy Jake, her, her father. So my great, great-grandfather owned a taxi company and mama Ethel um, owned a restaurant and the restaurant was named the cab stand. So the <laughs> cab stand was the restaurant that you know, the locals came and ate, uh, but it also served as like the headquarters for the taxi company. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, they, they ran, a, they ran a company and um, they were able to send my grandmother, you know, a few dollars a month you know, to, to be able to, you know, take care of what she needed to take care of while she was at school. And she ultimately, you know, graduated school and, and then started teaching full time. And wow. she, she taught for 30 years and retired. And uh, I remember I did a paper on her in, in college. And uh, I remember asking her about, you know, the process of her retirement, you know, because we're talking about her life story. And she, she retired as soon as she turned 50. I want to say it was, she, she was 50 years old when she retired. And the, the, from what I remember, she told me the story where I, I guess she was getting ready for the school for the school year. And, you know, of course, this is pre-internet, pre, you know, you know, trans, you know, communications didn't happen, you know, as we know them. And uh, I think she, she said that she heard from some, from someone at the school that the state had just passed, I guess, a new law that, changed like teacher retirement oh wow and she said that um she she got she got she got the news and she was like is wait wait a minute like is this real so i think she went to her principal and then like somebody called tallahassee to like confirm it 
And then it's like the moment they confirmed, yes, you know, this is the case now. She was like, oh, well, I got my 30 years in. Click retirement. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's great. Well, this, so, yeah. this really sounds like a story of advocacy as well, because if I think back to what it would take for us to get our child to advance a, a, a year or something like that, I mean, sounds like your, your grandmother was advanced at least two years in the school system. Yeah. That doesn't yeah, yeah. happen by accident. No, she, she skipped three grades, four grades, somewhere around like three wow. or four grades she skipped. And I'm so wish and like me being in video production now, like that's one of my, yeah. one of the things that that crosses my mind a lot now is yeah. like, I wish that I was into video then. So that way when I was talking to her that I would have been able to record her and, you know, be able to yeah. talk to her about these things. Cause now it's like, okay, now I'm trying to go off of my memory. Oh, she's not with us anymore. No, she, she, oh, passed, she passed away some years back. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I can't, I can't go back and ask her. You know? Right. I can't, or, you know, if it's like, oh, this memory is kind of fuzzy. Like, hey, grandma, like, what was it that you said? Like, how did this happen? You know, I, I can't go back and do that. And I, that's, you know, that's the part that kind of sucks. Because, I mean, I'm yeah. this day. That's a, that's a really good point. You know, living memories would be those videos that we take of our family and their stories. And I've done that some with my parents. Uh, but it's it's something that I highly recommend people do. Absolutely, absolutely. So like even with you know with my grandmother now, uh, I, we we have some things on video. But I'm, I'm planning to you know to, she she's in Miami right now. Mm-hmm. So like if you know next time I'm down there, I'm like, hey man, I'm bringing my video equipment and we're gonna <laughs> talk about some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, because you know now you know I don't have any kids now, but my my sister has kids similar to, to me with my great grandmother, you know, you know, that's their great grandmother. So to be able to have those memories and be able to, you know, share those experiences and tell those stories is, I think is extremely important, but, you know, just kind of circle back around. So like knowing, you know, where I come from and the strength that, that was shown through, you know, throughout the the decades, Hmm. um, you know, my, my grandmother, she was a part of the first class to integrate, you know, one of the local high schools here. So like, you know, hearing, you know, some of those stories and some of those things that she went through. So, you know, it's, it, it's, it's definitely, sometimes it is, is tough because I know that my family went through things that if they look different, that they wouldn't have gone through. Um, yeah. But at, but at the same time, it's, it, it is uh, something that also gives me strength to know that, Hey, like, you know, they, they, they were able to walk through this and, you know, they came out with their heads held high and, you know, they, they persevered. So I, I can do that easily. Well, so let's talk about that some more. You used to use the word perseverance. The word that was coming up for me as you were sharing the story, Kennard, is recently someone I know has been writing a lot on LinkedIn about the word or the concept of resilience, mm-hmm. which I really like that word. And I, I really hear that in what you're sharing. To talk about resilience, perseverance, whatever it is, you started a new business in January of the 2020 <laughs> and ten, 10 weeks later, basically we have a national shutdown mm-hmm. due to the COVID pandemic. So talk about what that's been like for you as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, because there's everybody out there went through it and everybody goes through stuff as an entrepreneur. Yeah. So for empowering creative specifically, it was a blessing. 
And it was a blessing because Canard uh, Consulting was my first company. It's still running. Canard Pictures is my second company. So Canard Pictures is just pure video production. Canard Consulting, pure consulting. And through the process of me operating, you know, my businesses, especially on the video production side, I will often have clients ask me about websites, social media, you know, management, graphic design, you know, everything that kind of goes along with marketing. And oftentimes I would either have to refer it out or maybe if I didn't know anyone, just tell them like, hey, I wish I could help, but I don't have any contacts in that space. So Empowering Creative was, was basically created out of that need because one thing that I've, I've really seen and understood as business owners, people are very reactionary. It's unfortunate, but as a small, as a small business owner, you, you don't always have the luxury or the, or, the, or the ability to take that step back and look at things holistically and really work on your business and not in your business. And with many business owners working in their business, you know, they address things as they come up. So, you know, whether in a situation where, okay, you're working, 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 you, you know, you need video production for social media. So, okay, I need to fire somebody to, to do that. Working, working, working. Okay, I need somebody to manage my social media because I don't have the time to do that. You're working, working, working. Okay, I need somebody to help improve my website because, you know, I don't know a whole lot about that. So before you know it, you know, if, you know, for business owners that are able to, you know, they now have three or four different entities managing things for them because they either don't have the capacity or the know-how in order to do it. And although things are getting done, in many cases, it becomes extremely difficult to manage because now you're trying to have to pull in these three or four different entities to try and get everybody on the same page. And, you know, I've even had situations where a client might pay me, you know, for example, there was a client that paid $3,000 for, you know, some, some video that was done. And then they never did anything with it because they didn't know what to do or they didn't know how to properly manage their social media. So now they're sitting on this $3,000 investment that just kind of falls by the wayside. So Empowering Creative was created to try and, you know, provide that solution from beginning to end, come in, help you with the strategy you know, plan everything out, provide the content, whether it's for photography, whether it's, you know, video, websites, then on the back end, as far as the actual action plan and the implementation of that, so that everything flows smoothly, it's all under one, one house. So you don't have to worry about piecemealing things together. It's streamlined, it's efficient, it makes sense, and it works. Mm, so, when we're, so when we're thinking about the pandemic, for my other two businesses, it, it, it didn't go so well because that's how I was making money. So I'm, I'm thankful that I, I had one client left. He was a roofer. And as an essential business, he was, you know, he kept running. So all the other projects, all the other clients just kind of, you know, they, they, they shut down. But this one kept going. So I'm so thankful for him. And he, he doesn't know this. <laughs> but, you know, he, he came down to be my sole, my, my sole client that kind of helped, you know, keep the lights on, keep the food coming in. Um, so oh, they like to eat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's not even get on. Food. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so for so for those businesses, it, 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 it wasn't good. 
But for Empower Creative, it gave me the time that I needed to really set that foundation, build the structure, figure some of the ins and outs out, figure out how I want to market it, figure out who I want to go after and, and everything that needs to be done in order to bring a company to market so that you're ready to do business. I spent the pandemic working on that so that when the pandemic ended, everything was ready to go. So what I hear you saying is you in large part took a lot of the time that you were given by the pandemic and you worked on the business. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, a lot of people could hear that and say, well, of course that's what you do, but I don't think that's true because a lot of people have time freed up due to the pandemic, mm -hmm. but not everybody did something with it really intentionally. A lot of it just slipped through their fingers and I, I applaud you for saying this is my opportunity because yeah. right now I'm not running. I've got this pause. I've been gifted this pause. I'm going to work on the business. And so you, I, I applaud that and you referred to the pandemic ending and it, it hasn't ended. No, it hasn't ended. We're still no. in it. So what's Absolutely. happened along the way? How have you adapted? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'm out of love with the word pivoted, but you've adapted, shifted. What have you done in addition to creating the, the strategy and the structure for your business? Build relationships. Ah, there you go. <laughs> That's the longer term. Yeah, I, I've, I've spent a lot, a lot of time during, you know, during this downtime just trying to find new networking opportunities, trying to find ways to, you know, meet new people, you know, try and learn more about them and what they're look, you know, looking and trying to accomplish. And, you know, understanding that no matter where you are on the scale of business, whether you're a business owner, business manager, employee, whatever the case may be, that everybody, if you didn't see it before, you see it now. The, the need and the importance of digital and content, especially when it comes to business and trying to make some things happen. I would say that's where outside of setting that foundation and trying to get the business, because I feel that empowering creative was going to happen regardless. It's just, if the pandemic didn't happen, it might've taken a little longer for it to happen. I might not be ready to launch empowering creative until probably now, but considering the fact that I had the time, I was able to really, you know, buckle down and work on it so that as things are opening up, you know, the phone is starting to ring now. And, you know, some of the relationships that I built during the pandemic, you know, some of them are coming back around and saying, hey, you know, we're, we're looking to possibly do, you know, some of these things, you know, can we have that conversation and can we, you know, possibly get that ball rolling? So it's, it's for, for me, it's really been about the positioning and, and really trying to make sure that, you know, the relationships are being built um, and, and really not just externally as far as like getting new clients but also internally and trying to build out a team because i'm not an expert in everything so you know <laughs> as much as i like to think like hey like i'm, I'm fantastic because it's 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 always been a goal of mine to know something about everything even as a kid like i never cared to be an expert in one specific area i always wanted to know something about everything so that no matter where i am what i'm doing who i'm around i can accurately, intelligently, and effectively speak to whatever's going on, hmm. or at least be able to pull from a few different areas to provide a perspective on something. And I feel that with that being one of, you know, one of my goals and the things I'm still working on, I have the ability to, you know, deliver a big picture idea 
and find the people that are the specialists and the experts in that area and then be able to pull them together and say, hey, okay, this is what we're going to do. Gotcha. So it's like putting, a, putting together a, a mini movie. You, know, you, have yeah. to, you have to pull together all the different pieces. And that's, I've always found that to be a fascinating industry from that perspective because no, no two movies have the exact same team. Nope. And so everybody that's involved in that, and it's usually hundreds of people. And yeah, it's just fascinating. I feel that in, in that way, I'm blessed because I've always been pretty good at communicating and, mm-hmm. and at least being able to deliver, you know, what's on my mind, at least from a big picture perspective. Yeah. yeah. As an entrepreneur, I've, I've had to learn to really live in the details. Mm-hmm. But that's not my forte. That's not, I don't, don't want to be, I feel it. <laughs> like, I don't want to be in the details. Like I, I deliver the picture. I deliver the dream. I put the pieces in place to execute it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I found um, a, a great through during the pandemic, found a great friend through a contact that's become, you know, my head of marketing. He has mm-hmm. tons of marketing experience coming from marketing agencies, worked on big projects with Walmart and, target and different things like that you know a very close friend of mine he does you know all the graphic design so anything design related you know i really rely on him and i have a few other people that i'm i'm, I'm still kind of feeling out as far as you know different aspects of my business but you know the ultimate goal is to be able to actually hire them because they're contractors but to hire them full-time you know have an office space with the studio space so that you know not only can we operate business collectively, but we can also, you know, shoot the content and deliver the content and do all the things that are necessary for my company to continue to grow and be successful. So can I, I want to go back to something you talked about with relationships, because it may seem simple to you, but I know a lot of people were not doing this during the pandemic. What I heard you say is you were building relationships and you were approaching it from a standpoint of the relationship, mm-hmm. knowing that they might not have a need now, mm-hmm. but you were planting the seeds for as they started to have the need, as mm-hmm. their business started to open up. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you did that really intentionally. It wasn't like you knew that and you approached them that way, which I, I figure probably helped you build more and deeper relationships. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, right, wrong, or indifferent. I've even told some people like, look, my goal is to give you the information that you need to make the best decision for you. And my goal with that is, yes, I might be giving you some information for free, but I know at the end of the day, chances are, if you need something related to what I do, that you're gonna come to me for it. So why would I not do that? Like, it, right. it, it, it makes sense. <laughs> so yeah. I've, I've always focused on being able to try my best to give people, you know, information that pertains to them. Um, because one, one, of, one of my philosophies in life is, you know, every day you either get better, or you get worse, you never stay the same. Mm-hmm. And that, that was actually told to me by one of my high school football coaches after a crummy day at practice. <laughs> you either growing or dying. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, if, if, if I can play a part in helping you to get 1% better that day, yeah. then I did my job. Let's, that you may have hit on it already. I did want to address some of the sports history because, you know, you played high school uh, football player. You also ran track mm-hmm. or a track team, same in college. So what did, you, what did you bring out of the sports experience that's really serving you well as an entrepreneur and business owner? 
that if you can run in Florida with 30 pounds of equipment on in a hundred degree heat, you can do anything you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I play football in Texas. Deal. Uh, I feel your pain. <laughs> um, I, I, I think that, you know, just understanding, you know, mental toughness uh, and sometimes in, you know, I, I kind of get in trouble for it a little bit now because I'm a little bit older and my body isn't as <laughs> as in, as in a, uh, as responsive or flexible or, or heals as quickly as it used to. But we don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, just understanding the the importance of mental toughness and understanding the importance of setting a goal, setting a vision, and being able to push to achieve it. I think that when it comes to athletics, um, that that's one of the biggest differentiating factors that mm. separates kids that play sports versus kids that don't. It's just that mental toughness aspect. Um, and then, you know, the the second part is how to how to handle people, you know, because, I mean, you're going to you might be on a team with somebody that you don't like. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there there's going to come a time where you're going to have to rely on each other. Um, so it's like, how do you, how do you navigate that? And I, I think that, you know, working on those interpersonal relationships on teams and, you know, mm. along with the goals and, you know, building that mental toughness and achieving the goal and, you know, all, all those play a role in just, I, I think a, a person's success. And I'm saying that from the perspective of, I, I believe that it's contributed to, to my success. Mm. Wow. So, so let's shift gears a little bit. You've talked a, a lot about the startup and, and the concept and where you've been, a mm -hmm. little bit about where you are today. But I know in the introduction, I said you help people with their stories. Mm -hmm. We haven't talked a lot about stories. Can you talk about the role of stories and why they're important and, and how do you help organizations tell their stories? What does that really mean? We live in a digital age cell phones tablets computers i mean they're everywhere everyone everybody has at least one device for the most part and i believe that with us living in an age where pretty much the world of information whether it be true or not true i mean there's a lot of debate out there um but being that it's it's at our fingertips readily available anytime we want it's it's caused a shift in our minds and the psychology of people. And the, the concept of interpersonal relationships has changed. And I think that, you know, once upon a time, that relationship was the only way business was done, whether it was, you know, I'm working, I'm partnering with your business, or, you know, I'm looking for you know, for your services as a consumer. And with us being in a digital age, we, we've kind of gotten away from that where people are just like, hey, you know, I'm looking for a plumber. There are 30 plumbers in my area. Well, shoot, I mean, I pick whatever one I want. I mean, there, there are plenty of them out there. And I, I truly believe that approaching things, especially when it comes to marketing from that true storytelling perspective, really helps to make that that difference yeah. because within this digital age people aren't taking the time to tell the story because recent history has shown is it's not as necessary because google 
But if you are able to effectively tell your story and as people are doing their research, they find you and then they, they click on that video and they start to learn more about who you are and what you do, why you do the things that you do, uh, what they can expect working with you. You know, some, some of the impactful things that people want to understand before doing business with you that helps to build that relationship. So, I mean, even as people in the digital age, we may not uh, immediately seek out a personal relationship, but we can't avoid a personal relationship. Does that make sense? So, yeah. so, 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 so really focusing on that content to help build our relationship will help to uh, get them to a point to when they pick up the phone and call or when they reach out via email, they're not reaching out to ask additional questions. They're reaching yeah. out because they're ready to do that business because they love your story or, or at minimum, you know, you've done a fantastic job of answering any question that they have and they can see exactly who you are as a business to be comfortable enough to make that investment. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. The Impact Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Cartavera. Cartavera is a leadership development ecosystem with training, coaching, resources, events, and a community to help you grow. At Cartavera, we believe that you can't grow a business bigger than you, that your company is limited by your growth. We blend personal growth with leadership, team, and business growth to give you a single place to grow your people, grow your business, and grow your life. You can find out more at cartavera.com. Welcome back. Now, I think that's one of the really big strengths of adding videos to your website and your sales, sales funnels and the different places that you would have them there. And that, that really helps. And I think the other piece that is kind of a stand-in for the relationship is the social proof. And when you go to Amazon and you're, you're looking at something, well, you know, this many people liked it and this many people don't, but which ones do we look at first? You know, is it, I'm, I'm just kind of curious for you guys, do you look at the ones that are positive, that are five-star reviews, or do you look at the one-star reviews first? For me personally, whenever I think about reviews, I, I, I typically look at the ones that have the highest reviews first. Okay. But even that comes with a caveat. <laughs> because if I'm looking at reviews, if, if you're a five-star review, but you have 30 reviews and somebody else has a 4.3 star review and they have 600 reviews. Right. Absolutely. Then, you know, I'm, uh, I'm going to probably go with, with, with that one because again, that social proof is, it's the um, sample size isn't what I'm looking for. Um, it's just the body of evidence. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I, I would feel more comfortable, you know, going with someone that maybe has a lower rating, but has a much broader audience to pull from mm -hmm. because that just shows me that their, their, their quality is more consistent over a longer period of time. Even though it can be gamed. It's, it's interesting. But the, I guess the other piece is if you saw somebody that you knew who put one of those, one of those in there, Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that make even more sense? Like, oh, okay, well, Absolutely. if Kennard if saw that, you know, if he put the five-star rating, man, it must be good. Because there's, you know, we understand how other people think a little bit more. Absolutely. And, and I mean, truthfully, it could go either way. <laughs> you know, and I, if, if, if I really like you and I really trust you, yeah. absolutely. No offense or buts. 
But if I, if I think you're a shady character, it's like, uh, <laughs> right. you know, I might actually stay away from that one. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, I'm, yeah. my answer to the question is, if there's a good number of reviews total, yeah, like Kennard, I'm not going to, I'm not looking, the reviews don't matter to me if there's not very many. Yeah. Because it doesn't, it's not a good sampling. But if there's a good number, I'm actually going to go look at the negative reviews to see what's the nature of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, it also depends on how, what, how much this product is. If it's a product, if it's a $10 product, I'm not right. spending any time on it. It's something <laughs> yeah. where I'm going to spend some money on. I will look at that uh, for me. So, Kennard, I'm really curious about, I heard in what you described, I'd call it a collision. Mm-hmm. We live in a fast-paced digital world. Mm-hmm. And so, on one hand, I keep hearing there's a big push and interest in from the consumers of it mm-hmm. video. I mean, I think you is YouTube now a bigger search engine than Google? Not quite. Not the, quite, but it's the, close. The, it's close. The, the 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 last numbers are I remember hearing is it, it was really close as a as a number two, but Google owns YouTube. Right. So even when you're doing a Google search, if there are videos related to that topic and it's you know the SEO on the videos are have been done relatively well, then that those videos will actually show up in the Google results. I finally got tired of all the ads on the videos, so I finally paid for Google Premium, YouTube Premium. (laughs) So here's the question I have. The collision I perceive is out there. Okay. High demand, a a perception of high demand of video, Mm -hmm. tons of video being produced, but we live in a fast-paced digital world that I also know people, including me, Mm -hmm. that I, my go-to is often not a video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. because that video is going to take more time mm-hmm. than my skimming. So we've got a fast-paced world that argues against video, mm-hmm. but we've got this desire for video. So what's really, not the truth, but what's the difference there? The difference is the target audience. <laughs> so for you, with this example in mind, you may not be the specific target that they're trying to reach. So the fact that you are coming across the video in your research, maybe you're just looking for something really quick, or maybe you're not really invested in it. And maybe you just really care to try and skim through and get it done as quickly as possible. Where if it was something that you were really invested in and something that you really truly care about, and it's a difference maker, maybe you're remodeling your home. You're not going to let just any contractor walk into your house and start knocking walls down, you know? So you're not going to, I'm pretty confident yeah, that's not something that you're going to skim on. You might skim on, you know, where you might buy your next set of AA batteries, you know, like, <laughs> you know, so, so I, I think for the, the services that, that are, are, that are impactful or the products that are impactful and for the target audience that it's geared towards, they're going to take the time to watch the video because it matters to them. I think there's also a way if you put up a video and then you also have some, some subtext to it. Yeah. In some cases, absolutely. In in some cases. And and I think it also comes down to where's the video being placed. Mm -hmm. So like if the video is housed on a company's website, then chances are the people that are there, they're, they're going to watch it because it matters. But if the video is posted on LinkedIn or Facebook, I mean, anybody can come across that. So, yeah, you might not get minutes watched all the way through, yeah. but 
you know, the people that are interested, they might stop and, you know, look for a little bit or people might not. But to your point, if, if there's text, whether it's subtitles in the video itself, or maybe if there's uh, some text under the video, or maybe a link to something that has more, you know, more information, you know, the people that are wanting to click or wanting to read, they'll, they'll definitely take that time to read. So I'm going to make a plug here real quick. Uh, there's a tool that Jeff and I just started using recently after going through the tribe training with Stu McLaren. And he has another company called Searchy, uh, S-E-A-R-C-H-I-E. And basically you upload a video, upload an audio, and what it'll do is it'll, it'll do a full transcription on it and then make it searchable so that when you play the video, you can go click on the search bar and we can look for canard and it'll show us all the places inside the video where somebody said the word canard. And then you click on it and it takes you to that place in the video. Really cool. That is pretty cool. I, I haven't heard of that before. I, I, there are a couple of services out there that I've used before where you can upload video and get the, get the transcription, but to the point to where you can have that additional, you know, a little piece where you can kind of search and go straight yeah. to that. I, I think that is really cool. So I, yeah. I, after the call, I definitely uh, would like to connect with you to you know, get, that, get that link and whatnot. So let me address something you said, because you keep talking about story. And what I'm taking away from this, tell me where I'm missing it, because I, okay. I need to know. The video, let's say the video is the storytelling medium. Okay. But often, people are going to want to click that video if they're interested in the story to some degree. It, it's typically there's something that's got, like you said, it's a, it's a high enough interest or something mm -hmm. important enough for them, or they've gotten some level of interest that says, I'm willing to now look at, listen to the video because I want to know the story mm -hmm. versus me running around saying, I want to hear everybody's story. I'm going to click on everybody's video. <laughs> so there's right. something that comes before the Absolutely. interest in the story. So I think part of it goes back to target audience. So any, anytime I start working with the client, I, I always try to find out, you know, who they are, what they want to accomplish, who their, who their current customer is, but also who their aspirational customer is. And with those two in place, we try to figure out, okay, well, let's, let's, let's nail down some specifics. So yeah, okay, you might be an attorney, you know, you might see people from, you know, 25 to 70. Okay, that's a pretty wide gap. Yeah. So, you know, let's 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 try and narrow that down. So where would you say the bulk of your business comes from? Okay, well, the first thing is I'm often surprised on how many business owners do not know who their target audience is. <laughs> yes. Um yeah. so so that that's the first thing. So it's always trying to figure out, okay, who is their who 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 is their current audience, who is their target audience. So based off of what you're saying, it's like, okay, well. 40% of your business comes from people between the ages of 35 and 45. Okay, cool. Okay, 35 and 45. Are they male? Are they female? You know, what level of income are, are they typically at approximately? What type of professions are they in? You know, what type, what type of area do they live in? You know, what type of clothing do they wear? Like, where do they shop? Like, what, what, what types of things matter to them? Once we start to understand that, it's like, okay, well, now, now that we know that this, this, that, that's who's currently buying from you, okay, who do you want to buy from? Who do you want to go after? 
okay, so you, you know, you're currently dealing with 35 to 45, maybe they might make in the neighborhood of $60,000 a year, but maybe you want to start going after bigger, bigger clients. So maybe let's keep that same 35 to 45, but maybe we go after people, you want to deal with people that are making 120, $130,000 a year. And the way that you're going to communicate to them is, is going to be different because how a person that makes $50,000 a year, what matters to them and what they buy and how they buy is going to be different from how someone that makes $120,000, $130,000 these things and how they buy. So it's, it really comes down to first, you know, establishing, okay, where you are, who your audience is, where you want to be, what type of audience do you want to go after, and then being sure that the services that you're providing and the story that's being told makes sense and it's appealing to that specific audience. So I think that that really kind of sets that foundation to try and try to try to go after who it is they want to go after. So to your point, thinking about if, if I'm understanding the, 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 the question is, it's really about just kind of like the warm up, like how do you warm people up to get ready for this content and the story that they're actually going to pay attention. And I, I think, I think it comes a few different ways. So depending on the audience and depending on, how you're engaging with them already is, you know, thinking about, thinking about the teasers that you're putting out. So whether it's, you know, a free product or maybe it's a free session, or maybe, you know, there, there are different strategies out there that different companies like to use to try and whether it's, you know, building your email list, building, you know, a following. And, and part of that comes to just showing them who you are, like outside of like the story outside of the sales. So for example, if I'm, if I'm a personal trainer and, you know, my story is I was a 450 pound fat kid that got older and realized that, you know, my, I had health problems in my family. Um, I, I didn't want to fall into that same cycle. So I, I sought out to, you know, get in better shape and, you know, I lost 350 pounds and, you know, I'm shredded and I've competed in. Mr. Universe, whatever, that story is important, yes, to, to help people understand, you know, why I'm doing the things that I'm doing and, you know, the approach that I take. But it's also the videos of me, you know, maybe working out in the gym, like, hey, guys, how are you, how are you doing today? You know, just want to take you along on one of my sessions, just kind of show you like what I do. You know, so, so, so being able to give people somewhat of an inside look into how things are day to day. And I think some of, and when it comes down to it, having scripted or, or maybe really in-depth storytelling content is important, yes, but it's also important to have non-scripted, more general type of content, and whether that's video or whether it's, you know, text content or pictures or images, whatever the case may be, just to try and show like other aspects of who you are as a person or other aspects of how your business is because people can relate more to like the day-to-day -day type things. And now you have the polish video just to kind of, you know, finish things off. Does that answer the question? Yeah. No, that, that, that's uh, kind of what I suspected. And uh, all the stuff you've shared today has been so amazing, Kennard. I knew it would be, and we covered a wider range. And I even thought we talked about, you know, starting a business. We talked about resilience and perseverance. We talked about the power of relationships and storytelling. And the one that I really didn't see coming was your ability and willingness to share about the family history. 
going back to your great grandmother and the barrier breaker she was and so much of your family lineage that informs who you are today. And Mm. I think more people could grow and learn in different ways if they went back and really took a look at their family history, because family history is often viewed as a negative. Like, well, I've got that, you know, I've got that skeleton in the closet or that drama versus Mm -hmm. everybody's lived amazing lives in their own way. And there's so many things to learn from it. And I love how you said, I think you said something like knowing that's in me, that's in me. So wide range of topics beyond what was expected. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. I always want to do a couple things here at the end. Number one, Kennard, is there anything in particular that you'd like to promote or highlight that's going on with you or your business? I guess one of the more recent things that I can immediately put my finger on is uh, I recently put out an ebook, a free ebook. And uh, the ebook is about building your brand. So it's really focused on helping entrepreneurs, small business owners that maybe, you know, are thinking about, you know, what ways can they build their brand or maybe some different tips that they can use, whether it be, you know, social media, their website, you know, using video content or whatever the case may be, that's available. So, I mean, I, I can definitely provide you all with that link so that, you know, any, any listener um, can, you know, definitely take advantage and, you know, get some, get some good free tips on, you know, different ways that they can probably, you know, help, you know, spruce their brand up. Oh, that'd be great. So yeah, get that to us. We'll put that in the show notes. So what are the best ways for people to connect with you uh, and empowering creative? Um, some of the best ways, uh, LinkedIn is, is, is a, is a big one. So empowering creative on LinkedIn. Um, but you know, I definitely have pretty much all the social media platforms. So LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, my website, my company's website has a lot of good information on it. A lot of good content. Um, I'm actually working on a content creation series in, in, in the blog section of, of my website. So every so often there, there's going to be a new article about, you know, a different piece of content. Just had just put out one on video production. Um, so if you're trying to put out, you know, your own videos, uh, just some some helpful tips. And uh, yeah, that's, that's the, those are pretty much the best ways to, to reach out and, and, and connect. And what is your website? Empowering creative.com oh that makes it easy that yes. makes it easy okay yep. you got the name super you got the website super easy so, so we always wrap up with a question or two i'm gonna do it just a single question with you today and it's one of my favorites and knowing that you are a movie maker as well so mm-hmm. the question is about movies television okay so what's the movie the character the scene sometimes maybe it's just a quote that speaks to you about leadership the one, one, one of the bigger ones that came to mind was uh, The Godfather mm. and, and Don Corleone. And for anyone that, that's seen the movie, um, within the first five, ten minutes, you get a grasp of the, of the, the, the dichotomy of Don Corleone. On one hand, he's very loved, you know, very respected, held in a very high regard, people that will literally bend over backwards for him. And on the other hand, you know, he's extremely feared. You know, people are shaking in their boots at even the thought of walking into his office. And just from a leadership perspective, you know, just pulling, you know, know, more of a positive side away from Don Corleone is the fact that um, he got to where he was because he understood the power of relationships. And he understood Mm -hmm. the power of looking out for people. And he knew that 
if he looked out for people that people would look out for him yep. and, you know, making sure that, you know, no matter whoever came to see him with whatever problem that they had, he knew how, how to fix it, you know, whether it was him directly reaching out or maybe him saying, Hey, I know so-and-so go on, see so-and-so yeah. tell them that I sent you. We'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll, we'll be okay. And I think that, you know, that really, um, it really shows the importance of as a leader, first and foremost, like listening, you know, and, and there's a difference between um, listening to understand and listening to respond. Interesting. I don't know that I ever would have thought of Don Corleone as a listener, but you're absolutely right. It's, it is. Well, he totally said very that. little. He, he yeah. did not say a lot. Yeah. I mean, you can look throughout the entire movie and just imagine you can't think of any time that he had a long dialogue scene. Like he might, <laughs> he might've spoken three, five words at a time. Maybe. Just he just didn't want to keep putting that cotton in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My sons and I are about to watch the series. So that'll be interesting. Well, I never, and I never thought of Don Corleone as a connector, but he absolutely is. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. All I mean, about connections and relationship across the country. He, yeah. Things were happening and people knew who he was. <laughs> wow. No, I love that. That's a new one. Love getting new ones. So thank you, Kennard. Thanks for being with us and sharing your wisdom with everyone. Yes. If you like this podcast, you'll love the Cartavera Tribe. The Cartavera Tribe is a community of growth-committed leaders who want to connect, engage, and grow themselves, their people, and their businesses. Cartavera is a leadership development ecosystem with training, coaching, assessments, and events to challenge you and help you grow. And the Cartavera Tribe is a membership like none other. You'll get live access to Craig and Jeff where you can ask questions, as well as masterminds where you can get answers from other leaders who've already solved your greatest challenges. You'll have access to additional interviews and a variety of courses, tools, and resources to help you achieve your biggest goals. We have monthly game days where we have challenges and competitive games to help you grow your leadership capabilities. And you'll get a personal growth Sherpa who will guide you to help you reach your growth goals. To find out more, go to cartavera.com. That's C-A-R-D-I-V-E-R-A.com. See you on the inside. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We, we out. out.